We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Recruiters, reduce your cost per candidate by about 50% with CareerBuilder. We connect you to qualified, diverse candidates at every stage of the hiring funnel. CareerBuilder Talent Acquisition Suite. Software packed with talent. Visit hiring.careerbuilder.com forward slash recruit. This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to bigheadsmedia.com for more great podcasts. Hey, 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 welcome to Rams Talk Radio. This is Derek C. Apollo. I'm going to go solo tonight. Just want to put out a brief podcast and talk with you guys a little bit about the Rams and really just kind of give a different point of view as the Rams are now off for 10 days with the Thursday game. They lose last Thursday night, 30-29. And the reason why I wanted to just sit down and do this brief podcast is watching games today, looking how things went down for the for the NFC, especially I got to tell you, there are a lot of reasons for you not to be worried about the Rams right now. And I'll give you the reasons. Ready? The Bears lose. The Saints barely win. 
The Cowboys lose. Do I need to keep going here? Do I need to keep going? Packers don't look great. Matter of fact, that game today with Green Bay and Dallas, that was interesting to say the least. Seattle, it takes the game of Russell Willis's life and a missed field goal at the end. And a pretty bad rough in the quarterback call to beat the Rams at home. So some folks won't like that. And this is not about making excuses, by the way. It's just pointing out that the Rams are going to be fine. The season's okay. And we're going to get into all those things here. Before we do, I want you to know we are sponsored by Jim Hawk and Hollywood's team. His book, great one. Also remind you to head over to Apple iTunes, Apple Music, and leave a five-star review. We have... We've received some really, really nice feedback from folks in the last couple of days as part of the contest. And just to remind you, that contest is very, very simple. You go over to Apple Music. You leave a five-star review. You send us a screenshot of that review. Okay? And then what you do is you email to us at ramstop1945 at gmail.com just to enter in. Okay? And then we'll read your feedback on the air. And I've been holding off on this for a while, but before we get knee-deep in the show, let me go ahead and give a shout-out to the folks who left us these reviews. I'll go back a little bit of time just to give those folks a full shout-out. Here you go. Here's what we have most recently. It begins with, this is from T-T-T-J-J-J-B-B-B-B. Okay, wow, it's a lot of letters there. Must have been hitting the keyboard. Writes, great variety and thorough, five stars, lots of insight from the Rams Talk crew to fill your week with LA Rams news. Never a boring moment. Well, I'm thankful about the one thing there. Never a boring moment. It means we at least keep you relatively entertained. Rambling, you're going to want to listen. From Dr. Rams fan CK, love all the shows on here. The Rams Bears might be my favorite. I could live without Uncensored, <laughs> but it might be perfect for some. And it is. A lot of people like Rams Uncensored. Keep it up, dudes. Neil T, great show, five stars, really enjoy listening, and great info. This, I love this review. Tyla CeeLo, love it. If you're a Rams fan looking for a knowledgeable, in-depth, and entertaining podcast dedicated to your favorite team, this is the podcast for you. Gone on the days of listening to commercial sports radio for any old tidbit of Rams talk you can come across. I see what you did there. I see what you did there. With all the different Rams podcasts, uh, different podcasts Rams talk provides, every day is like a station dedicated to you, our favorite team. I also can't choose a favorite podcast from the bunch. It's the variety that keeps it fresh and interesting. Kudos to all. Jack the Barber. Keeps it simple. Awesome. Five stars. Awesome pod. Love all the different shows and hosts. Highly recommend. And Christian from New York writes, Go to podcast. Been a Rams fan for 20 years out in upstate New York. Derek and the team bring the best, all-inclusive Rams content out there. The team is extremely consistent in putting out shows and cover everything Anything and everything, Rams. Being from New York, there, there aren't a whole lot of diehard Rams I can cheer for the team, cheer the team on with, and this provides the perfect outlet. The Rams have always brought me joy during the tough times growing up. I used to go out to sports bars every Sunday to watch the game with my dad. He passed when I was 13. I've missed only one or two games since, and Sunday reminds me of those days, some of the happiest days of my life. Thank you guys for providing us this show. Keep with the Rams Nation connected all around the globe. A quality podcast, not a Rams supporter, but I heard them on It's Not What You Think. I simply enjoy their podcast and listen really. Not What You Think is a um, Carolina Panthers. That's with our buddy Dennis Dennis over there. Does a great job with the Panthers. 
And finally, uh, glitz glamour in the 2019 Los Angeles Rams talking to me. Nice man, really, really nice throw to uh, to, to Jim Hawk, and he's from Ohio. At this at underscore JD Nice, my go-to football pod. Being from Ohio, I don't have much time for a Rams culture around me, or have much of Rams culture around me. But the pod makes me feel part of their Rams culture. And that makes game all the more enjoyable. So to everyone, thank you. You are entered into our contest for the personalized Rams jersey, and we'll pay for it. If you want a throwback, you get a throwback. Again, all you gotta do is go over to Rams Talk Radio, Apple Music page, put in your review, five stars, and then send us your entry. If you want to leave feedback for us as well, please email us at the same thing, Rams Talk1945Gmail.com. Let us know your feedback. Let us know what you look to see us improve on. Let us know uh, you know, what what you'd like to know, like to see more from us, especially on days like tonight where I'm a little bit klutzy with my words. I can definitely be reminded of what it means to be humbled. So go ahead and humble me a little bit if you got some feedback that, you know, you want me to hear. Okay, so moving on. This is a, a bit of a, this is a solo podcast just to give the, give the guys a night off when I put something out for you guys. Things I want to cover about the Rams tonight, they are Entering week six, three and two, they have not been the team we were used to in the last couple years, mostly because they, well, a couple of different things. They're younger on defensive line. I think that youth is getting them in a little bit of trouble, especially against Russell Wilson. They are still breaking in Eric Weddle up there at safety. And we've seen that relationship with Marcus Peters and him have a couple moments there as people are on different assignments and not where it's supposed to be. That'll mean Weddle's too talented a guy, too smart of a guy, too much of a hard worker for the last all year. So that, that'll be fixed. The offensive line has some issues. Those issues being they are young, getting used to speed of the game, getting their assignments down. And especially the interior guys, Brian Allen, Joe Noteboom, You've got to wonder what's going on there in terms of long-term plans. I have to think they're going to be fine as well. Aaron Crummer's one of the best in the league at, at coaching players up. It's the whole reason why they have put their faith in where they draft. So those are some of the core things around the Rams. Now, notice I didn't mention Jared Goff here. And I've been a consistent defender on Jared Goff. And here's the reason why. He's definitely flawed. He's made his mistakes. We need to be honest about that. He... He tends to lean on one read, like many young quarterbacks do. He's getting better at that. You'll see him make more and more reads. He does stare down receivers a little too much. And when he's off, he will often throw high, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. He'll also tend to try and throw it to a player instead of a spot. He needs to throw it to a spot. If you're throwing it to a spot in your timing, that's where he's going to be. If throw it to a player, then oftentimes you're going to wind up being behind if the route's a little bit off. So he still has a long way to go in terms of being what you want to be. But laying victories and defeats at his feet solely alone without holding others responsible as well is what I have a problem with. No matter what anybody says, no matter how you want to frame it, that Seattle loss is not on him. It's not. It's just not on him. He played a solid game. He was he struggled early, but the whole team struggled early. The offensive line was a train wreck early. The defense struggled early. This entire football team struggled early. But he responded, and he played well from mid-second quarter on. So with Jared Goff, what I believe is very simple. Give the man some protection, protection, 
give him a chance to see the field as a quarterback. And for the most part, he's going to do his job right. He will make mistakes. He will do the things that young quarterbacks do. But overall, he's the guy for the job. People forget what it's like to not have a quarterback back there. But I remember TJ Rubley. I remember Tony Banks. And again, Tony Banks is a nice guy. But they don't really, they don't compare to what Jared Goff can be for this team. And so people need to leave him alone, quite frankly. Still all responsible. Still expecting to keep improving his vision. Keep, you know, protecting the football better is a must. But leave the man alone. Okay? So other things that are hurting the team right now. The running game overall goes back to offensive line, and it goes to play calling. We talked about that in the last couple of podcasts. Sean McVay went back enough in the last game to where we saw a big difference in how the offense worked. It made everything different for the Rams offense. The offense, the Rams offense was even better in this game than it was when they were chasing Tampa Bay the whole time. And the entire reason they had to chase Tampa Bay is because they, is they allowed themselves to be one-dimensional. The moment they got down 21 nothing, they were basically passing the whole rest of the game. They could have run the ball. They should have run the ball, but they wouldn't run the ball. So play calling is a must. So that points at coaching staff, Sean McVay. Nobody likes hearing me talk about Sean McVay. And nobody wants to hear it. But the reality is with Sean McVay, you have to grow. Here's the good side. Go back and watch film the last two weeks. Look at how he's dealing with teams that are running that 6-1 Bears offense. I mean, Bears defense. He is adjusting. It is happening. He's just not perfect. Okay, so overall, all those things in mind, there's nothing I just talked to that's not fixable. Let me say it again. There's nothing I just mentioned that's not fixable. Even the offensive line. The longer these guys play together, the better they're going to be. The only way that doesn't happen is if, knock on wood, bam, bam, someone gets hurt. That's just it. So keep it going. Keep it going. All right, a couple more things to talk about before we do. Let's hear from our sponsors over there at MyBookie. Check it out. Let's make Vision Zero a reality in D.C. Almost half of D.C.'s traffic fatalities come from impaired driving. These deaths are 100% preventable. Don't let impaired driving ruin your holiday. Always have a plan for a sober ride. Never drive impaired. D.C. police are arresting drunk and drugged drivers. Drive sober or get pulled over. A message from the District Department of Transportation and Metropolitan Police Department. All right, so other reasons not to worry about the Rams right now. I mentioned it early in the podcast, the rest of the league. Looking at the NFC right now, and this is outside of the 49ers playing the Browns tomorrow night, you have some very interesting records in place. After this week, the standings out there look just like this. You go to the NFC East. Dallas is 3-2. and two. What's the Rams record again? Oh yeah, 3-2. and two. The Eagles, 3-2. and two. They've won two in a row though. Look at the NFC North. Green Bay's 4-1. Not a very dominant 4-1 by the way. That was an impressive win in Dallas. Don't get me wrong. But still, Chicago three and two, Minnesota three and two. The Saints are four and one. They're one loss to the Rams. If the Rams can get it right, they'll be fine. The Panthers, a team the Rams beat, are three and two. They've won three in a row. Tampa, by the way, 
two and three gave the Saints all kinds of problems today. So if you think that Tampa doesn't deserve to be where they are in terms of that Rams win, think again. They they they're legit. I don't know what they're going to do in terms of the season, but they're more talented and they're a better football team than people realize. The NFC West, 49ers right now, 3-0. They played the Browns tomorrow night. Uh, all eyes are on that game. The Seahawks, I already told you, they are a Super Bowl contender, but they're still flawed. 4-1. Their one loss, well, you know, we all know how that one went. And then the Rams, 3-2. and two. So all all that in mind, you go through all those teams right now that are above above five hundred. The Rams, the Seahawks, the Saints, the Panthers, the Packers, the Bears, the Lions in Minnesota, Dallas and Philadelphia, and then finally the 49ers. None of those teams right now are what we would consider dominant. None of them. The 49ers might be, but we don't know. And the reason why we don't know is, look who they beat. At Tampa Bay, week one, 31-17. At Cincinnati, horrible football team. Horrible football team, 41-17. Pittsburgh without Ben Roethlisberger, 24-20. Tampa Bay, to me, gave them all kinds of problems. They pulled away late. Overall, but Pittsburgh right now is, Pittsburgh's record right now is 1-4. and four. So how good is this team, this 49er team? We're going to find out, not against the Browns, but next week against the Rams. The Browns, they get on Monday night at home. They've been off for a week. They have every advantage in this game. The Browns have to go from the East Coast, from the win against Baltimore last week, all the way out to the West Coast. So I'm not really even thinking about this game. I'm thinking about next week at the Coliseum, 4 o'clock game, Eastern Time, 1 o'clock Pacific Time, the Rams. If we want to know about where the Rams stand in the conference, they got to beat the 49ers. And if we want to know where the 49ers stand, they got to beat the Rams. It's got to be one of those games where the Niners show you something. Like, they got to show you more than what meets the eye. Because we don't really know how good this team is. We really don't. They, they might be great, and those other teams play great games against them in terms of Tampa Bay and Pittsburgh. But... It could also be a situation where we schedule. It is a we schedule. The combined record between Tampa, Cincinnati, and Pittsburgh is it's atrocious. Tampa three and two. Tampa Bay's three and two. Sorry, two and three. My my bad. Two and three. My apologies. Cincy, zero and five. So that's two and eight. Three and twelve combined record. Three and twelve combined record against early opponents. But we know the Rams are legit. In terms of where they are, former NFC West champions, two times sorry, defending NFC West champions, defending NFC champions. Most of the team is back. They've already beaten the Panthers and the Browns. This this is a legit team. They just are. So we're going to find out a lot about the 49ers. And it's going to be next week, and it's going to be big for everybody at our for us at Gridiron Media. The rest of the NFC, though, it doesn't scare me. A lot of good teams, a lot of flawed teams. Guess what the Rams are? A good team, but a flawed team. So there's no, there should be no fear. There should be, people should not be getting all out of sorts right now about the Rams. They should not be worried about where the Rams are going. They shouldn't be worried about where they've been. The bottom line is this. The Rams are going to be fine. 
They're going to be fine all the way through. They're they're going to have a. They're at the very least they're going to finish with a winning record. At the very best, they're going to win the division. I don't know if they'll be a thirteen and three team. They're three and two now, but when you look at their upcoming schedule, all of a sudden Chicago's not so scary. Baltimore's not so scary. Pittsburgh's not so scary. Get past the 49ers this week, and this team could be 7-2 and two before you know it. And all these struggles from last week and the week before won't scare you as much. But here's something to think about. With it all on the line, can the Rams afford to lose to the 49ers next week and go 3-3? Three and three? I don't think they can. So there's a lot on the line for both the 49ers and the Rams. I'm looking forward to it. I love this rivalry, always have, and we're going to find out a whole lot about where both these franchises are going in the Coliseum next Sunday. Other thoughts about the Rams and where they are right now, I wonder, which I call this I wonder segment, about Clay Matthews. What do they do about Clay? Samson Ebicom is supposed to come in there and take his spot. Clay's out for a month. He's been a monster. He's been a total monster. And total opportunist, by the way, because what teams are doing, they're triple-teaming Aaron Donald. And that's opening up Clay Matthews to move. If the rest of that defensive line can get in on the action here, Samson should, should be fine. Dexter Fowler should be fine. I just wonder how consistent Samson will be. He's been great sometimes. He's been inconsistent sometimes. Other thoughts. Keep an eye on Rob Havenstein. The right tackle over there for the Rams. When he's been good this year, the Rams have been fine. When he's been bad, oh my gosh. He's been getting blown up. Okay, keep an eye also on Joe Noteboom. We have not said his name much at all this year, which can be good and bad. That that left guard position is very important coming up against that front seven for the 49ers. As a matter of fact, that whole offensive line is going to be under siege. So look at that. And another thing to keep an eye on is what now for the tight ends. The tight ends, Gerald Everett, Tyler Higby, they become much more part of the offense. We've been praising that. That's a big deal from on many levels. What happens now with those with those guys? And we'll see how it goes. So one more thing, too, before I close this segment out and talk about our sponsor. We want to hear from you. What are your curiosities for this week? What do you want to see the Rams improve? Or what are your concerns? So email us at Ramstop nineteen forty five, or tweet us back. Respond just the response to this post on Twitter. Just tweet us back and let us know what your concerns are, things you'd want us to cover during our preview podcast about the Rams Rams this weekend. What are your thoughts? Where do you want this team to show progress? We want to hear. All right, so let's talk about Jim Hawk. Jim Hawk wrote this great book. Hollywood scene, grit, glamour in the 1950s Los Angeles Rams. Folks, it's a, it's a book about Jim's dad, John, who's offensive lineman for the team from 1953 to 1957. It, it's really covering this 50s Rams team in a different light. It's not just all football. It's the human side of it. It's, it's the evolution of Hollywood taking place at the same time and how this team really kind of became enmeshed in the Hollywood atmosphere. You can follow players like Norman Van Brocklin, Elroy Chrysler's Hurst, Tom Fierce, Les Richter can, can learn about what they meant to John and what they meant to that Rams organization. And the best part about it is it really covers a piece of history we don't talk about much anymore. Think about it. The 1960s Rams, we all think fearsome and foursome. 
the 70s Rams. We talk about the seven NFC West titles and the Super Bowl run in 1979. The 80s Rams, Eric Dickerson, and that ground and pound that Larry transitions to Jim Everett in the 1989 championship game, the NFC. The 90s is the move to St. Louis, you know, 1999 to 2006, the Turf. So the 1950s Rams gets ignored a lot. So this is an opportunity for you to learn about them. Check it out. It's a great read. All proceeds go to the Homeboy Industries, which is an organization that helps people get out of the gang life and make them productive members of society. It's a great, great opportunity to do two things. Learn more about Rams history and help somebody change their life. Again, it's Jim Hawk, Hollywood team, great glamour, and the 1950s Los Angeles Rams. It's well worth your time. Okay, so all that in mind, I just want to give you a short podcast and get some thoughts out. Tell me what you think, folks. This is not... Our network is not just about us telling you stuff. We want to hear from you. We want to hear what makes you tick about this Rams team. We want to hear legit concerns, all right, which means don't send me whines. We don't want to hear the whines. You want to hear legit thoughts, okay? Oh, and there is one more thing I want to point out before we go. I really enjoy a lot of the LA Rams media. I really do. Vinny Monsignore has been great over the athletic, for example. I thought that you know, when Gary Klein was there with Lindsay Theory over at the um, the LA Times, that was a good combination for a podcast. I've really enjoyed so many great writers over the years for that matter. But something Lindsay said irked me a little bit the other day on social media. And she was talking about how Rams fans had gone online and complained about the, well, about the, the call. And I mentioned this last show, and I just want to give my own personal thoughts, just have her reflected on some more. Because I did see a couple people on social media talking about it. I saw a couple people on Facebook talking about it. And I'll still stick to my guns on this. When you have a franchise whose fans sued the NFL in multiple places over that call, you don't put the Rams fan base in the same boat. You just don't. You just don't. And that's what Lindsay did. And so while I enjoy Lindsay's work, I would be remiss if I didn't call that out for what it is. And that's unfair to the Rams fan base in LA or wherever they are. The Rams fan base, you can complain about the L.A. fans. You can. The Chargers game today was virtually all Denver Broncos fans. Now, for honest, that's more of an indictment of, of the Spanos family and Chargers than anything else. But you can easily make that into an indictment about the L.A. market. You can make a lot of things into an indictment about the L.A. market. Tommy has talked about that on the show a few times. But I, I just want to point this out. Rams fans are not, are, they're not whiners. As a whole, they're not whiners. They're not going to complain endlessly about a call. And if you if you want evidence of that, go back to the Super Bowl, that P.I. on Brandon Cooks. You don't hear the Rams talking about that. You don't hear the fans talking about that. We saw it happened. We kind of shook our heads. That was it. We moved on. If anybody had the right to gripe, it was it was the Rams. It was the Rams fans. They didn't do it. They didn't do it. And that's not to say the Saints don't have it, didn't have a right to gripe either. About a bad call. They had a right to gripe. They take it overboard? Absolutely. Took it completely overboard. The Rams had a right to gripe in that game as well. Against the Saints. When Jared Goss' face mask was grabbed. No call. You can argue that given the flow of the game, had that call been made, other calls wouldn't have happened because it changes the entire course of the game. So I just want to point that out. For Lindsay Thurder to make that call, I'm just sorry she's wrong. Wonderful young lady. Uh, she works hard. It's very clear she works hard. However, in that case, she was wrong. And it's it's fair to call out the Rams fan base when they mess up. It is fair. It's wrong to call them out for something they're not doing. Don't lump in 
the actions of a couple knuckleheads who are thinking emotionally in the moment to the vast majority of fans who know the Rams just lost that game in Seattle. And there are several places you can look at that game and say, had they done this differently, they would have won. There are several places in the Tampa game even where they could have changed the course. The Super Bowl, the Patriots beat the Rams. They beat them. It is what it is. Rams Rams fans in general are just not whiners. They're not. And you can go pick at any fan base out there, and they all have their different personalities. You can talk about the Rams fans being whatever. You can call them Fairweather if you want. There's plenty of evidence out there that says they're not, but if you even want to go there, you can. They're not whiners. They're absolutely not whiners, and that was a wrong thing to say. So there you go. That's my comment on it. That's all I want to say about it. Before we go, we want to remind you that we're looking for sponsors. We're always looking for sponsors. We really need to help keep the lights on here. But if you're interested, send us an email at ramshunt1945 at gmail.com. You can also send us a voicemail at 657-666-5453, and we'll get a media kit out to you. That media kit will give you all the numbers you need. And finally, one more thing before we end the show. We're part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Check out this promo from one of our shows on the network. Hey, we're Renee. And Adrian. And we are the Outlandish Historians. We're sisters, nerds, and lovers of all things history. Except bell bottoms. Keep that in the past. Come hang out with us on the Dear World of History podcast, where we'll frolic through time as we chat and geek out over the good, the bad, and the downright ugly history of the world. We promise you don't have to be a licensed historian to travel through time with us. Maritime disasters? Check. Historical serial killers? Check. Glamorous and petty royals? Check and check. You can find us almost anywhere you listen to podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify. Follow us on Twitter at Dear Historians and Instagram at Outlandish Historians. So chug that drink me bottle and come on down the rabbit hole. It's going to be a wild ride. Before we go, look us up. Rams Talk on Twitter at TalkRams and on Facebook at Facebook.com forward slash Rams Talk. You find the Rams talk room where we talk post our stuff in there all the time we'll be glad to have you you can find me on twitter at dc apollo we are available on apple music we are available on spreaker and soundcloud and all kinds of different places check us out we are very very thankful for all that you have done to be a part of our team we are we appreciate you as fans as listeners as everything all that said it's time to go we're out of here We'll see you with Rampage Radio Monday night. Today's horoscope brought to you by GEICO. People will take note of your sunny disposition, Sagittarius. That's because you just switched to GEICO and discovered you could save hundreds of dollars a year on car insurance. However, your newfound inner glow may prompt unfounded rumors. Did you get a promotion? Or you want a juice cleanse? Did they give you too much anesthesia at your dentist appointment? Your secret is safe with us, Sagittarius. GEICO. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Let's make Vision Zero a reality in D.C. Almost half of D.C.'s traffic fatalities come from impaired driving. These deaths are 100% preventable. Don't let impaired driving ruin your holiday. Always have a plan for a sober ride. Never drive impaired. D.C. police are arresting drunk and drugged drivers. 
drive sober, or get pulled over. A message from the District Department of Transportation and Metropolitan Police Department. Nobody builds 5G like Verizon builds 5G. Because we're the engineers who built the most reliable network in America. And the more you do with 5G, the more building it right matters. The more your network matters. The more Verizon engineers going the extra mile matters. It's us pushing us. It's Verizon versus Verizon. 5G built right from America's most reliable network. Most reliable based on rankings from Metrics second half 2020 U.S. report of three mobile networks. Results may vary. Award is not an endorsement.